0: Mother. Tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words. What they mean, what Hello they
1: say, and welcome mother. to the Slow Ride podcast. It is Monday, May 5th. We are here to discuss the best and worst in the world of bikes and we talk about the need to have permanent riding partners so you always have a witness when something great happens. As a reminder, our podcast is available on both iTunes and Stitcher. Just search the slow, for Slow Ride. We have an all-new Facebook page at Facebook.com, The Slow Ride Podcast. Quick note to our listeners, we are aware of streaming troubles in which playbacks can restart. Highly recommend that you download the podcast via iTunes or Stitcher, and we are working on that issue. You can always visit our website at theslowridepodcast.com for more information. My name is Tim Hayes. I am in Gainesville, Florida. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. I'm joined by Matt, the little guy Allen, a bicycle messenger in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm good. How are Off you?
1: The, I'm doing great. Off the top of your head, what is the greatest Italian cycling company in the world? <laughs>
2: it's Miche, of course. <laughs> Matt, what is Miche? I've never heard of it. Oh, yes, you have. Come on. It's a uh, component manufacturer. They make pedals and cranks and brakes and wheels, I guess.
1: All right. And Matt can be reached at Matt, on Twitter. And Spencer Howe is an internet personality and industry veteran. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Residing in Boston, Massachusetts. He has a nose for design. He can be followed on Twitter at Spencer Howe. That's H-A-U-G-H. Spencer, rapid fire, what is the greatest (sighs) Italian cycling team jersey of all time?
0: Greatest Italian cycling team jersey of all time? Yes. Uh... Domino Vacanza. Oh, oh come oh. on! Seriously? Over Seiko? Zebra? Over Seiko? Oh, over Seiko?
2: Yes, yes. Oh Seiko! You guys, you this... should do an image search for when um, G- gay Swiss or whatever, what the heck it was, when um, some dude from them had the world champion stripes. I can't even remember who right now, but it had this beautiful world champion fade action. <laughs> beautiful. That sounds
0: awful. Now, no, do, I'll Domina... find Domina and well Seiko's best kids were Cipollini kits anyway and, and Domina just took his whole thing and, and made it their whole team kit personality, which I, I fully support. So
1: Well my only problem with that was that I mean I guess was were they zebras because they were leading out Cipollini and Cipollini was you know, obviously the Lion King and he was just gonna like eat them? Like I didn't understand Can, can like...
0: you can you see the artistry there? It's <laughs> like... beautiful. He's he's oh God it doesn't get any better is that also
1: why when he watched them ride away from him in the mountains it was like when the zebras you know escaped from the lions themselves on the savannah
0: Oh, uh, we know not talk about that okay Hopefully.
1: so there we have it and you know let's get right into the the best and spencer what what was the best of cycling for this week for you
0: oh well uh the best for me and the, you know there was so much going on this week with uh a lot of good racing the, f- the wrap-up of uh, uh speed week and all that and some exciting i saw some exciting crash footage i should probably link uh from the dana point uh crit that was just epic gopro footage uh with actual blood spraying on the camera and all kinds of nastiness um but my 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 best of the week uh i had been uh you know thinking about picking up uh phil guyman's book uh uh, cycling on ten dollars a day, or pro cycling on ten dollars a day. Um, but I wasn't sure, you know, because Horner had a book out too, and and I don't read that much anyway, so um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey. So anyway, Vela News. Uh, uh, thankfully, this week somehow, I don't know if they planned it or not, but they had a an excerpt from each book up on the on the front page this week, and I was like, oh, sweet. I'm gonna read, you know, a half chapter or whatever of each of their books, and man, I gotta, I gotta say, Horner's chapter and the graphic involved in it, and just the everything about it made zero sense, and it, it seemed like, you know, maybe he's still recovering from uh, that uh, 2010 tour when he bopped his head pretty good. It just made my decision for me, and now I'm really happy. I'm gonna buy Guyman's book. I'm stoked. It's gonna be awesome. His chapter was hilarious, and uh, you know my decision's made. So you know, thumbs up. Well, Thanks, Bella News. I do find it. You know, doesn't Guyman write a like a monthly
1: article for Vella News, and then they just put Horner's book up at the same time? And then Hinckley's
0: well, coming out with a book. Obviously, yes. Guyman's book's
1: I, the one you have to read here.
0: I think Horner writes an article for them too, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Okay, oh. maybe semi so. regularly. I don't know. All right. Well, I get all George my was... new, I get all my news from Twitter. Like all my Vela news, news is like the only things that are good get retweeted, and then I can, you know, yeah. read the read the headline and not click on the clickbait, and I feel informed, you know, enough to at least rant and raid over over here. So okay, that's um, so. And little guy, you're
1: gonna are you already on the pre order list for George Hincapie's new book that's coming out?
2: <laughs> I was I was just assuming you'd buy it and then just loan it to me after you read it. So
1: well, this is the seventh straight week of mention of George Hincapie, I'm wondering if there will be a section in the book dedicated to the broken stem at Paris-Roubaix, or the cartwheel into the ditch at Paris-Roubaix, or the failure to sprint for second place at Um, (laughs) Paris-Roubaix. So anyways, let's uh, move on. My best of the week is that on Friday the greatest Grand Tour race of them all starts with the Giro d'Italia kicks off on Friday from Belfast, Northern Ireland. No word yet.
0: That's not in Italy.
1: No, but you know it's like their grand départ. The, the Gira, you know, the Italians. They need to spread the wealth.
0: That's like really
1: far away from Italy.
0: Well, it the best really? part
1: about it is that you know it took a very long time from for Team Colombia, the team from uh, the country of Colombia. There is a chance that some of their riders weren't going to be allowed because they didn't get travel visas from yeah. the UK. But it looks like that problem was solved. And now you have the Giro starting in Belfast with a team time trial on Friday, so there goes the chance of an AG2R victory.
0: And And Columbia
1: um, as well. They were probably like, eh, if we miss that stage, (laughs) eh." So I'm really excited for it. Mother's Day weekend, the start of the Giro. Um, As a side note, most of you know I'm also a school teacher, and I love the Giro because it means it's the end of the school year. So now I give the kids tests a lot of times, so then I watch on cyclingfans.com and I have the Giro on <laughs> while the kids are testing. Oh, it is a beautiful thing.
0: Heads down, eyes on your paper. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, don't come
2: up here.
1: And little guy, <laughs> is the Giro close to your uh, best of the week?
2: Um, yeah, certainly, it's 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 definitely the best Grand Tour. The Volta always seems like it's probably pretty good, but I've lost interest in uh, pro road cycling at that point. So the Giro wins.
1: So I don't know much about the course this year for the Giro. Um, obviously, with Cadell Evans targeting it, and then you have a couple of other uh, top guys, uh, Quintana from Movie Stars is bringing his A-game, supposedly. So it could be another uh, race for the Mountain Goats.
0: All Quintana
1: has is A-game.
2: That's all he's got? Yeah. So guys, it's a Scarponi race. It's all Scarponi. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's at this time that I do want to invite our listeners to listen or to follow along and enter Velo Games Jiro. Uh, fantasy contest that's velogames.com and then we have a slow ride podcast super league which already has 10 entrants to get into the league the code is um, 05152030 we'll have the link on our website but once again the code 05152030 you can pick your team Um, the little guy put in a team today uh, oh, yeah. Capital City meets is my squad. I've already got a team built around AG2R and the Frenchies. And uh, Air- Finion Aerodynamics of Spencer is already looking uh, pretty good. Uh, who's your, uh, What's your key to this Velo game system, little guy, on p- finding the best
2: team possible? Uh, you know, this is the first time I've done anything on Velo Games, so it took me... I wasn't sure if I'd get the, uh, the point spread right when I was just picking my guys, but luckily I'm kind of just cheap. So, I had a lot of points over at the end um, to <laughs> t- take. So, with my wild card pick at the end, I got like really good rider because I I picked so many weird, um, cheap riders on my way down that I just like. Um, so, so, you, you and, go with basically, the
0: feeling. With the whole
2: theory. team's built around Scar Pony. Uh,
1: <laughs> Naturally. All
2: built around how. We can get points. I, I really only want points from Scarponi. I don't care if the other nine guys or whatever do anything or eight guys. I want just Scarponi points every day. So.
1: I will um, go out and say that I definitely pick Marillo Fisher from Brazil, and I did pick Fumiyoko Beppu of Japan. Uh, because and I did take Oscar Gatto, so sorry Spencer. Oscar Gatto will either get popped for drugs or fall off the side of a mountain since I have him on my team.
2: That's good. Um, I almost picked him, but I didn't. So thanks, Sam.
1: And if any of you, uh, you know, enter, we are gonna offer prizes. Each one of us will um, get a prize for you, and we'll send it to you. So the winner is gonna get individualized prizes from both Little Guy Matt and Spencer and myself. From our very, we've we've capped it about ten dollars. I can already think of uh, great prizes, and you're gonna definitely want to be a part of this contest. Once again, velogames.com. Join the contest, Spencer. What's your um, finion aerodynamics like? What, how are you attacking
0: velogames this year to win? <clears throat> um, so I I have to admit I'm following uh, little guy's uh, strategy a little bit with the Scarponi. Um, Beautiful. I, he is always gonna be a factor in the giro he he was not gonna win but uh he's a he's a points uh dynamo so oh, yeah. uh he was a must uh, I followed it up with uh, a few other uh random italians who will always be gaining points in the giro
1: mm-hmm.
0: a few secret colombians because oh, they are guaranteed to <laughs> uh to take some stages and um capped it off with uh with a little old manpower uh with Cadell. Oh, okay. Because um, so gonna... he's, you know, uh, you so know, he's Adele. he's 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 gonna take it this year. His uh, his little buddy there on BMC is not gonna be doing so well. So he's gonna be the sole leader. I do want to
1: say that you you are absolutely right with the Colombians at the Giro. It is always um, like a you know which one will it be that gets in the break and then wins the mountains jersey. I mean, you guys remember, I know he's not Colombian, he's Venezuelan, but my favorite guy when we were doing our old uh, fantasy league, <laughs> Jose Rujano, that was yeah. an amazing giro when he got second and, you know, attacked Simone when Simone was pouring water over his head. And it is definitely like a crapshoot that there's always going to be a Colombian on one of those, on Team Colombia or Movie Star, that is six points is the cost, and you're like, oh, that's going to be the dude. This is the year this guy I haven't even ever heard of is going to do it. Um, but, I, you know, my, my biggest problem with Velo games is that they only allow you to pick one sprinter. So hmm. I really want to pick, like, Buhani, but kind of put him as, like, my wild card because he's not going to win that many stages, but he always places in the top five to gobble the points. Yeah. So instead, you're stuck with, like, you know, Bosenhagen, Buhani, or uh, Kittle. And so I don't, I don't know. Uh, no, I've,
0: what... I've, I've got the secret sprinter. I'm, I'm not going to tell you who he is right now. Well, I, I have the have... secret. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. So, think once so. again,
1: everyone is welcome to join our Velo games. The Giro is here. It is the best thing about cycling this week. Highly recommend it. It is a three week grand tour covering Italy and the wonderful county of Belfast I'm gonna... in Northern Ireland.
0: I'm gonna sweeten the pot. I want to. Uh, I want to. I want to get some more people in this league. So I'm gonna send. Um, I'm gonna send five, no six, Louisville Foam Party water bottles out. Okay. I'm gonna send an extra six. I'm gonna send three, one each to the top three players, and three more to the bottom three players. So, so little guy, you, and it looks
1: like my friend Paul Messel. Um, of Team Quick Release will definitely be on the bottom. I did notice <laughs> I did notice that Roller Derby has entered a team, which is very exciting. Luke, thanks yeah. for playing. Um, it Excited. would be great if we could have our own paramutual betting on this as well, but I can't wait to beat you in internet cycling since I never could on the actual bike. So hmm. Louisville foam party water bottles and additional prizes from the Slow Ride podcast Follow along at VeloGames.com. We have the link on our website. And we'll be back in a moment with The Worst in the Week. Can
0: you keep them in the dark a Can you have a back the they were?
1: Back with the worst of the week, and Jim Oberstar died. He was a congressman from northern Minnesota. The name may not mean anything to you if you're into bicycles, but if you've ridden a bicycle in the United States, he is someone that you should at least respect and honor. He was the he- the chair of the House Transportation Committee, and he was a major cyclist. From 1974 to 2010, he was a congressman, and thanks to him, there has been government funding for cycling facilities, and it mandated it um, early in 1991 when he passed an act called the IST Act, which was very uh, critical for uh, funding bike lanes, bike paths, rail to trails, safe route to schools. Uh, Oberstar died two days ago, and uh, major props to, to Jim Oberstar, an institution of pork barrel product projects that totally <laughs> helped um, no. cyclists in this country. Uh, so that's my worst of the week. What do you guys yeah. have? All right, Spencer. Uh, let's go to the little guy first. I haven't heard from you. You know, you're always a happy-go-lucky guy. What's the worst of the week in cycling oh, okay. for you?
2: So my worst of the week is that is that my one of my favorite riders uh, Juan Jose Cobo. He only finished sixth in the in Tour of Turkey, and I really wanted him to win so that he could get back on a pro tour team. And now. I just feel like he's never going to make it back to the Pro Tour.
0: The dream and I'll never
2: is over. What so and
1: what team, tell us a little bit about Kobo. Why is he your favorite?
2: Kobo, because Kobo, so when I was obsessed with Sonia Duvall, but it was full of <laughs> dickheads and dopers, um, it would always be like People and Rico flying up the mountain and then getting busted. And Kobo would just be plodding along and riding a good GC race. And then, you know, he, he, got, kicked, he, he got kicked out of the race when all those guys got busted for dope. And he ended up on your favorite team, uh, the brown AG-2R. Fuji team.
1: Oh, oh no. Footon.
2: Fut- yeah. Futon.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome kit. Yeah.
2: And then he was on that blue Fuji team for a year that was totally a lost cause. And then he was on Gilks or whatever the heck they were that was a total terrible team that pulled out after a year. He's just always, like, ends up in these, like, spots where he ends up screwed at the end of the year. I just, I don't know. I pulled for the guy, won the Volta. Um, you know, he's like the only guy who's beat Froome in years and he's just sort of disappeared since then.
1: Well, if the track record of the tour of of Turkey is any, um, if it, if it continues on with what I know of, like kind of Asia cycling of the UCI is that give him about three months and he'll be on the podium after like three or four dudes get busted for doping. Yeah, that's true.
2: There's a good chance with six overall, but you know, that, you know. Uh some of the guys who won this year it was it was you know guys in the pro tour who are actually in the general testing pool. It's not some guy who's off some like it's not some cat two off some team from my <laughs> Definitely
1: but, the worst of the week. I, I can understand why you're bummed. Uh obscure. Yeah. Is that why you've named the guy on your Velo Ga your team for Velo Games Fantasy Cycling, um Kobo Rides? Kobo,
0: Kobo oh. Rules. Kobo
1: Rules.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm still pulling for him. I really am hoping for him to get back to the You know, you
0: had me convinced there for a while, like two or three years ago, that Kobo, you know, was the next big thing. And I uh, I talked him up a lot. And, man, I just really got disappointed and embarrassed when he just went nowhere faster than anyone has ever gone nowhere before.
2: He's good one year, and then he's terrible for three years. He
0: got his chance, man. He got our movie star. He was there, and he just didn't do anything. Movistar
2: star was not his chance. If you, I read an interview with him one time. So the year before he won the Volta, he was on Bella Bulejaras or whatever they yeah. were, which was Movistar Star before it became Movistar. Right. And he so this was interview after he won the Volta. He was like, people were like, "Why did you have a bad year last year? You're so good now." And he's like, "Oh, I hated that team." And he just talked about being like depressed and how he hated that team. Uh, I
0: mean, anybody who has to be teammates with Valverde, I could see them well, being right? depressed.
2: So he wins the Volta <laughs> and his team pulls out their sponsorship so he doesn't have a ride so what does he do he has to sign for somebody he ends up signing for Movistar for two years he has two terrible years at Movistar it's just so like yeah. he talks about how he hated being on a team well, and then he ends up back so on is that he,
0: team is he one of these guys who can't not be on a Spanish team is he, is he like not willing to go race for Cofidis or something it seems that his... way
2: he's always on Spanish teams
0: I, yeah. you know, I, I mean this might be his own doing so Spencer yes <laughs> You got something good for us this time, dude <clears throat> I think a lot of people might disagree with me here, but the the worst for the week is the yes. tour of california <laughs> <Start>. Tour <laughs> yeah. California's gonna start, and it's every year I get really excited about it, and I think it's gonna be awesome, and every year it totally blows
2: oh, every dude. year
0: since two thousand and six is blown. What are you talking about? You do not like I think... Levi Leipheimer, do you? No, I don't like... Him. Oh, wait. I didn't like Landis either. I don't like Zabriskie. No, those... I don't want... You know what? Dude, you wouldn't want to go on one of those Grand Fondos with uh, tour... Zabriskie? Tour... No. The Tour of California has always gotten it wrong, in my opinion. Like, they're trying to emulate these European races, and it just doesn't work. Like, nobody... The crowds don't come out quite how they should... Oh. Well the crowds come out and they're
1: the they have more idiots per we capita the, running alongside. And that's, that's the
0: problem. True. Like, man, put the barriers up, make it a crit, you know, keep the people <laughs> off the street. Yes. Um, you know, keep the, the antlers, you know, in the tool shed or wherever you keep antlers. I don't know. The amount but, of costumes is ridiculous. But so look at this. You look at the you look at the tour of California, it's got these ridiculously hard climbs and the stage just kinda ends on like forty K a flat anyway. So there's no real reason to have those climbs in there other than that they can, and none of the real climbers are going to come anyway. They're all the Giro, right? Like so we get a bunch of second rung climbers that are like, eh, uh, guys who aren't, you know, focusing on. They're maybe they're focusing on the tour, like Wiggins or somebody who's just kind of here to screw around and, and be in the warm weather, and and all the dudes who are coming, the big star power, they're all sprinters. Sagan, you got Cav, you got Sagan, you got Dylan Cobb, you got Boonin, you got Thor. These are all sprinters. Why are we putting giant super hard climbs in this race? Man, just accept that it's a sprinters race, that is a sprinter stage race and just go go all out with it, man. So, make it make it an American style race. Don't there's no reason to make this a mini Paris-Nice or whatever.
1: All right. It's not well, in February
0: anymore. Get over
1: it. I want to say that I totally agree with you. I think it is ridiculously overrated. This is,
0: this is America's, like, you know, gold, gold cup race. Like, this is our biggest deal, right? We got Utah and we got Colorado, but they're not there yet. California, you know, the world's eyes are on the U.S. The media actually pays attention to what's going on here. And we're supposed to be this bastion of, like, women's cycling, and we just sort of are, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's pathetic. Like, come on, like, do the race right for the dudes, and then do the race right for the women too, man, like, we have the best women's racing, like, anywhere here, so let's showcase it, like, let's, let's be that, you know, let's, let's lead the pack in that, like, we keep saying we are, and then USA Cycling is dropping the ball here, they need to push on AEG harder, and, you know, somebody needs to do something, because it's, it's embarrassing. So, little guy, how do you feel about Tour of California?
2: Oh, I don't, I don't care. I don't even care to be as upset as you guys. That's how much I don't care. Yeah, see, right.
1: this is the
0: problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Giro,
0: California it. blows. Oh, it's Indiana got thinks? all the potential in the world. You got all the right racers there. You just the courses are a little off, and you know the women's representation is beyond pathetic. So, you know, just a few changes really, and it could be, it could be more important than the Giro for a lot of people. And with that. We're going to
1: take a break, and we'll be back with one good question.
0: All right,
1: we're back for one good question, the portion of our podcast where we rotate Someone asks an exciting question about bikes, anything about bikes, and we give the most honest answer we can. Last week, we discussed um, the single greatest moment on our bikes, and this week, little guy, what do you have for us as the inquisitor? <laughs>
2: All right, well, I, I wanted to know what, what is something you've seen when you're out on a ride, you're out on a solo ride, and you just see something amazing, you know, come around a corner, something crazy happens. And and it just seems like you're gonna go home, you're gonna call your buddy, and no one's gonna believe you. Something you wish you'd had someone there to to verify. So you know, give give me what you got, rookie. I'll give I'll give mine last. Okay.
1: So so I kind of misinterpreted the question a little bit. I I took it. <laughs> that's I took so it, weird.
0: That's so weird. <laughs> I I
1: I took it that you're. I, you I
0: did listen and I made up my own
1: question and here's my answer. So I took it rather than something you saw on the ride that no one would believe to like an actual action that happened okay. to which no one believed.
2: That's fine. That's fine and too.
1: So I was thinking about about this and it wasn't that it occurred to me at the moment that, oh my God, I need to go call you guys to let you know what happened. Mm-hmm. But I remember specifically going to ride mountain bikes on my single speed mountain bike out at Murphy Hanarhan in southwestern side of uh, Minneapolis. I was all by myself and I get about halfway into the big loop so as far away from the car as possible and my chain broke mm, and I fixed it myself what? <laughs> that did not happen how did you do that?
2: Did I you had hit it a, with a rock or something? no I,
1: I had a chain tool because I had my uh, multi-tool in my uh, saddle bag <laughs> and I, I was like oh crap Like that's a really long way to walk and I had this chain that was in my hand and broken and I was like oh, I can do this I can do that. And it took me a while. Several guys came by and were like, are you okay? I'm like, no. And I was getting nervous that they were going to come do another lap and I'd still be there trying to put a chain <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. But I took out a link and I had to push my um, – uh, I had to pull the wheel back as far back in the dropouts as possible to make the tension. Mm-hmm. But it had the sliding dropouts, so I had to figure out how to slide the dropouts back. And the whole oh, time man. I'm like, oh, man, no one's going to believe that I actually fixed my own bike in such a way.
2: Yeah, I don't believe that. That's, 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 yeah. that's, you just I made that up to make yourself sound good. And now you're going to say, oh, and uh, did I mention I own Swift Cycle? <laughs> no.
1: You know, I, there I wasn't a, a changing a flat. It was honestly it. I broke a chain, and I put it back together, and I was so proud of myself. And mm-hmm. I should have taken a picture. It was the time of cell phone cameras, but then you guys would be like, oh, it's staged anyway. So, yeah, yeah it doctor. did happen. I swear to God. And uh, yeah, there we are.
2: Mm. All right, that's pretty unbelievable. pretty unbelievable. So you guys don't think Spence.
1: that this would happen on my own?
2: Nah, it seems unlikely. I don't remember you calling me and asking me to walk you through it. So I don't believe that it
1: actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, true enough.
1: All right, uh, Spencer, what do you got?
0: OK, uh, so the strangest thing I've ever seen happen uh, when I was riding my bike um, was also a mechanical issue. Um, I was trying to think if, if I'd ever been chased by wolves or like anything awesome. Uh but the 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 actual strangest thing that I think has ever happened to me when I was riding my bike, and this story will take just a, a little bit of setup here. Um was when I was uh bike messaging. we were all messaging, actually at the time, uh in, in Minneapolis. Uh and so you was looked like, over and Kevin Bacon was in a cab and then you raced up uh, uh, and you are like, Oh yes, that, yeah.
1: no one's gonna believe
0: this. It's my story. It's my Oh, okay, story. sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, so anyway, uh, 2003 or four, I don't know. Um, I had the KHS Tim that you refused to buy. Um, the red, the KHS arrow. Anyway, it was, it was
1: the only way you would ever talk to me is if I asked you if it was for sale.
0: I know. <laughs> Worst mistake of my life trying to sell you that bike. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I had that bike. Uh, I had uh, I had gotten a ride home in somebody's car and stuffed it in the back seat and, uh, you know, got out, put the bike away, whatever, went to bed, woke up to go, go to work in the morning and grabbed the bike, went downstairs, pedaled myself down, and, you know, it was the fixed gear, no brakes, messenger deal, um, down Nicollet Avenue, got downtown, kind of sleepy, hadn't had my coffee yet, you know, it must be like 8.30 in the morning, and, you know, your downtown people are walking around doing their downtown office things and uh, going to work, and, I got down to the i d s center um, and and I went to just hop up the curb to just go sit on the bench and hang out with people and and I lifted my front wheel to hop up the curb, and my wheel just kept going <laughs> forwards without the rest of my bike, and I was like it it seemed like it took forever like I was in the air like wheeling basically with no front wheel on my bike anymore and I was watching it roll towards the building and bump into the wall and fall over and somehow unclipped my feet and, and got them down you know so I didn't like crash I didn't I didn't bust my fork or flip over the bars or break my teeth out or anything it was amazing like I, my wheel came off. I watched it roll away. I put my feet down and just got off the bike and went and picked it up. It was very strange. It was strange. the strangest thing that has ever happened. I had the, you know, a few wood hubs at the time. You know, they bolt on. So the night before, I, I couldn't figure out how it happened. But then I realized the night before, I got a ride home in the car, stuffed in the back seat, took the front wheel off, only really finger tightened it when I got out of the car. Meaning to tighten it down with the Allen wrenches later. Never did. Rode into work with the loose front wheel, and the second I pulled it off the ground, it it goes rolling away. I could have died. I could have died.
1: I I have a couple follow up questions because I don't know if I either understand or really believe you on this. First off, the reason I have trouble believing is there's no way. For you riding into Minneapolis, that you didn't hit a pothole at some point, in which the <laughs> the wheel at least
0: rattled a little bit. I it's possible. I was still very sleepy, but okay. I did ride. I did ride down Nicollet. It was only like ten blocks or something for me to get downtown. I lived pretty close. Okay. And I rode that way every single day. So I kind of you know it was one of those things where you know where every pothole is and you're avoiding so- them all. So next question is
1: how did you like so the wheel goes flying, did you just fall? Jump off the back, Kevin Bacon
0: dismount style? Like wh- how did you sort of, yeah. Like I hmm. guess I I'm not even totally sure. Like I must have just kind of come off the back eh, like okay. the
1: bike out in, in front of me. Well yeah, it's made up for just this podcast. Uh so then the follow up. Let's assume that this happened. Let, let me. I give you that. So <laughs> three years later, 2005, and you're watching Paris Roubaix, and you see Hinckapie's stem break, and he's doing that weird like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna crash," but I yeah. don't know what I'm gonna do. Were you like, "Oh, I, I feel you, bro." I was I like, "I got this.
0: I got this, I got <laughs> this man." That was him. I wanted. I wanted to tell George, George, you got this. Just calm down. But he didn't. He did. He started swerving. And he went off into the ditch. So. There's... All right, the little guy. Okay. What, what? What are we not gonna believe?
2: Okay. Well, this this happened actually little before I visited you in Gainesville, team when I was in I was in Florida, and this will make sense because it's in Florida. <laughs> so it's amazing um, and this is already good. Yeah. So so when I, I I was staying in Green Cove Springs, which is kind of on the very outskirts of Jacksonville, and on the whole way dry, driving down to Florida. Right as we got southern Georgia, northern tip of Florida there, started seeing a lot of dogs having sex on the side of the road. (laughs) Now, I thought this was weird at first, but I saw, I just kept seeing it often enough that it seems like that's an average thing in Florida. So this story probably won't really amaze you, Tim. (laughs) See it all the time. I went for a little ride by myself one day, and I was just, you know, kind of like weaving around on the outside of the town, didn't really know where I was going, just going down little back roads, and I'm on a little dusty back road, I look over, I see three dogs having sex. Like all together? Three dogs at the same time, right? (laughs) And there's a fourth dog watching. (laughs) So three like with a dogs. Bowl of
1: popcorn, like just sitting there,
2: like no, oh yeah. He's just he's just sitting there and he's just <laughs> looking at the three dogs that are doing it. And
0: was he, was he like, you guys are doing it wrong? Yeah. But the best part is, is
2: I'm obviously staring as I ride. The three dogs notice me, and so does the fourth dog. They look at me, and then they stop doing it and kind of like get off each other. And all give me this look of what are you looking at, bro? <laughs> like you never seen three dogs having sex on the side of the road? I mean, how rude could you be? How? how like, were they behind a fence? Like they were no, even no, like- they were just behind a fence. These were just like, I mean, they were just standing in a front yard.
1: So like they didn't, they weren't even willing to run after you. They were just like, oh no, hey, what's no. Up?
2: they looked at me and they gave me like a stink eye, just of like, <laughs> I can't believe you'd stare. Like that's rude. We're trying to have sex here. And the fourth dog is like, dude, I'm I'm just watching my friends do it. Like, why do you gotta get involved?
1: Oh god, I actually believe this happening. That's the like, this is such the messed up Jersey yeah story that is totally (laughs) Florida. So what kind of dogs were they?
2: Yeah, (laughs) were they all the (laughs) same kind of dogs? (laughs) Like were they? They They were they were of no. They were all kind of smallish and dirty and probably only had one eye each.
1: So there wasn't like a husky and then
2: like you know great dane and it wasn't like oh, real like just real no. comedy no they were all they were all like collie sized but they were just kind of you know I don't know what. so they did were. you tell anybody about this I did you know I did I went back to you know where I was staying when I got back you know and told everybody and everyone just laughed but I don't know I don't know if they fully believed me or not but it's true I saw it it was amazing it was weird
1: wow I, I don't know if yeah, I
2: come mean on. I'd seen two. That's normal, but three. I mean, well
1: I think that the key three with the fourth. Yeah, the, with the
2: fourth.
0: Yeah,
1: fourth, the fourth was, it, is was what was the fourth like? Was
0: he sitting, literally or was he just you know voyeurism, or is the fourth like waiting to tag in, or what's <laughs> I wasn't sure.
2: I wasn't sure. The fourth. See, the fourth was the first one that noticed me and was kind of like, <laughs> what, what, oh, what? And then the all the other dogs were like, wait, what are you looking at? And then they saw me and were kind of like, oh, now we gotta stop. Well, I don't know what So, doing.
1: pro tip of the week. Well, uh, oh, go ahead, Spencer.
2: No,
0: I got nothing.
1: So, pro tip of the week. Always <laughs> ride with a riding partner so that they yes. can witness the awesomeness so that these stories don't fall by the wayside. Yeah. And with that.
0: That is a good moral. Yep. Yep.
1: And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast Episode 7. You can always email us at slowridepodcast at gmail.com. Check our website, the slowridepodcast.com. We're on Facebook. We're all over. And more Dude. importantly, sign up for our Velo Games Velo Fantasy Hero contest. We have quite a few sweet prizes for you. Thanks, and have a wonderful night. we're getting expert opinions here man i
0: I don't know i don't know i I mean you're probably talking about
1: (laughs) i'm never going to be able to like wash my ears again that's adam myerson was on our podcast